Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, 15th of December, and everything's getting a little bit ho-hum. Our market sums it up. Down one point yesterday. This morning, the future's down 29. We're down 30. We've been down 39 at worst. Dow Jones was down 107. NASDAQ was down harder, 1.14%. And that comes from tech stocks worrying a little bit about what the FOMC will do tonight, how hawkish they will get. I'll get back to that in a minute. On to strategy rolling quietly into Christmas. Market has lost momentum. If you look at our chart, we're sort of going sideways at the moment. But dull is good, better than precipitous anyway. The Omicron chatter continues along the lines of more transmissible but less deadly. I've put in the spy section a comment from the CEO of one of South Africa's biggest private hospitals. He says, actually, I think there is a silver lining here. That is, the virus may be attenuating itself where it's highly contagious but doesn't cause severe disease. It's early days, but I'm less panicked. It feels different to me on the ground. And there are other Omicron comments like Pfizer saying existing vaccines provide 70% protection. China's shut down a manufacturing area because of Omicron. It all rolls on. I've got a couple of graphics in the spy section, one of which is the number of excess deaths. Some of you may have seen this on a few websites, but it turns out that the total excess deaths per million people thanks to the pandemic, is as bad as it could be in Peru, Bulgaria, Russia, Serbia, Mexico, South Africa, and it rolls down and rolls down. And the two countries that have actually benefited from the number of deaths per million has been Taiwan and Australia. So all our pandemic measures have reduced the incidence of flu. Pandemic's been a good thing, it seems obviously hasn't been. And I've put a chart in of case numbers after this Omicron outbreak. A lot of countries saw a rip up in case numbers, including, if you remember, Netherlands, Austria, Germany, Europe, US and the UK. All those case numbers have come off the top now. They're all declining except for the UK. So UK has a bit of a problem. Doubtless that will peak out at some point. So bottom line, the Omicron issue is pretty much contained physically and from the point of view of market sentiment, in which case, as I said yesterday, there's no need for us to retain a all cash call in the really boring portfolio. We will look to reverse that. But as I said yesterday, oh, let's just let this FOMC meeting get out of the way. Let's just left, let the market drift back. There doesn't seem any rush to reverse it at the moment. We've got the FOMC tonight, obviously. Ten-year bond yield doesn't seem to know what to do. It's going sideways in anticipation, sideways to up. But you'll notice tech stocks dumping overnight. And that really does take the top off the US markets when technology falls. NASDAQ was down 1.14% is the point. Dow Jones down much less than that. So interest rates are a driver for the US indices and our market. And we'll see what the Fed comes up with. They're obviously going to be more hawkish. The suggestion is they're going to double the taper, cut back on buying bonds and mortgage-backed securities by $30 billion a month 
up from the current 15 billion a month, drop the word transitory as far as inflation's concerned, adjust the dot plot to assume two and maybe three, and that perhaps is the variable for what they say tonight. The dot plot will assume two or maybe three rate hikes next year, and Powell is expected to describe the tapering as not part of tightening. In other words, they're getting rid of taper or trying to reduce tapering, but it's not because of inflation. It's because they want to reduce tapering. Sorry, reduce bond buying. It'll be interesting to see what the Fed do, because if they make a, if the bond yield moves strongly one way or the other overnight, it will possibly suggest the trend over the next month or so as central bank meetings disappear, we go on holiday and whatever trends in place tends to quietly perpetuate. So let's see if interest rates shoot off one way or the other tonight. Just a little note to everyone, just keep an eye on that Evergrande situation. Down 7% yesterday, the Evergrande share price. It's now down 42% in a month. This Chinese property developer meltdown continues, but it's not disturbing the markets. There's this assumption that any contagion will be contained by the Chinese authorities. Now, I hope they are right. The share price of these stocks are plummeting in the last week. It's all getting a bit ugly again. Hopefully it won't blow up. Right, in the portfolios, as I say, still planning to reverse the cash call at some point, but just not feeling rushed. Let's see what the Fed does tonight. There's also been a big CSL deal. We've got a 4% holding in the forever portfolio. We don't hold it in the dividend portfolio. It hasn't really got a material yield. I think it's about 1.3%. But they have made a very large $17 billion acquisition today. They've got a huge capital raising today and are going to be pulling on debt and debt facilities. I think the point to make here, even though it is a massive deal, the point to make is that the value of the Swiss company they're buying, which is lower growth, lower ROE, lower PE, and they're buying it as a move to diversify against their plasma business, which is 90% of revenue. It's an interesting diversification. It is a huge acquisition, but let's just put it in perspective. CSL is a $135 billion company, and they're buying another company for $17 billion. So it's assuming share prices remain the same. It's going to end up as 12.3% of the value of the company. That is not a game changer. The policy in the end, if they pursue a diversification policy into lower growth businesses long term, that might have some implications for the long term trend in the share price. But for the moment, whilst it's big, it's not that big. If you work out a post deal theoretical X deal PE, the PE of CSL would drop from something like 40 times to 39 times. It's not really material. We'll see what the brokers make of it. The share price is going to dip tomorrow. The share placement is happening in a range which is anywhere up to an 8% discount to the current share price of CSL. So it'll be interesting to see where that price lands. If investors or institutions like the deal, then it will be a smaller discount than 8%. If they don't like the deal, it'll be at 8% or more discount. And you'll be able to tell tomorrow from the price the placement was done at whether institutions like the deal or not. You can't do anything about that. The share price is likely to fall tomorrow when the price is set and the stock retrades. You can't do anything about that. My conclusion is that whilst this takes a takes the edge off growth and return on equity and creates a little bit of uncertainty over just what path they're trying to pursue, albeit lower growth, it doesn't change the forever status of the stock in my mind. 
and it probably presents a long-term buying opportunity as you'll see in the SPY section. CSL has been outperforming for the last 10 years and this is unlikely to be materially changing that equation. So happy to hold it in the portfolio. I've written up a separate section on it today and some of the broker stuff Tom's put in at the bottom which has started to come out. We've got Macquarie today with an outperform recommendation target price 14% above the current share price. Citibank who have upgraded to buy today target price 14% above the current share price. So there are some brokers that like it. Morgan Stanley have got a hold recommendation target price 6% below the the current share price. Those are the only three brokers that have updated today so far, but it's generally pretty, pretty positive. So I think if you are a big CSL holder, as many people are, it is a big stock. It is the fourth biggest stock in our market. If you hold it, I think you can pretty much relax despite the fact the share price will probably dip a little bit tomorrow morning. Also today, I've written up Woolworths, had a bit of a profits warning yesterday. Yesterday, COVID-related share price dropped 7%. Boring but solid. Tom's written up the research in the Marcus Today section today. There are a few tweaks to target prices and earnings numbers, but nothing seismic, and there seems no reason to throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's never been an exciting stock, but it is solid. It has long-term outperformed. Have a look at the orange chart in the SPY section today. And this is short-term stuff, COVID stuff. You'll find brokers telling you to buy it on the fall today. Still in uptrend, but I just wouldn't be rushing at the moment. Profit warnings tend to start off short-term downtrends. Pity the yield isn't a bit better. The Woolworths yield is only 3.5%, including franking. If that was 5 or 6%, it would be an obvious income stock. It's just borderline. We do hold it in both portfolios, dividend and forever portfolio at the moment. Possibly worth buying on the drop. But as I say, short-term market's not doing anything. And it's a long-term buy, not a trading stock. Too boring. Westpac's had its AGM today. ANZ's got theirs tomorrow. NAB's got theirs on Friday. Westpac says it's been a year of transformation, a year of managing COVID, a year of establishing foundations. They have a catchphrase, which is fix, simplify, and perform. They've been fixing things this year, selling businesses. It's taking time and significant investment, they say. And the CEO says he's acutely aware of the impact on shareholder returns on the value of Westpac shares. And as you remember, they dropped 6% on the day of their results recently. And there's loads of waffle about climate change, cost-cutting, commitment to rebuilding Westpac's long-term value and improving returns, blah, 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 nothing to trouble the share price. Bank's doing okay today. Westpac's up 11 cents on a $21 share price. So AGM not troubling the scorers. Aristocrat Leisure, I'm waiting to rebuy this in the forever portfolio. Chart says no, not yet. Have a look at the chart in the SPY section. Right, on the ideas front, I'm still holding Domino's, which is now down 8%, feeling a bit like a turkey rather than a pizza. Still holding it. There has been a bounce on the Omicron news and a sell-off as Omicron dissipates, we should really sell it, but still holding it. Uh, Bank of Queensland, we added yesterday. In day one, it's up 2.5%. Happy for that since we bought it. And I've got a few little technical ideas in a dull market without much to do. I've just thrown some technical ideas at you. CBA had a big drop coming off the bottom. Got results coming up in February. Most people like to load up ahead of results and dividends in February. Usually runs into results. Just turning the corner 
a little bit, have a look at the chart. I've got charts of domain holdings and REA. In fact, the REA chart isn't in there, but both of those have resumed their uptrend. We sold them in fear of a precipitous market collapse, which hasn't happened. So we'll be adding those back at some point. But as I say, no rush in the market at the moment. There's a sell signal on IDP education. IEL had that big jump on the Omicron stuff. Coming off the top again now, looks a bit overcooked. A few gold stocks with buy signals on the scan, but not going there. Not if the Fed are going to get more hawkish. No need for gold as a hedge against inflation if the Fed are going to get antsy about inflation. And lastly, Kodan, CDA, not something I'd stick in a forever portfolio, but the share prices come piling off from $19 to $9 in the last six months or so was just the tiniest little buy signal on the daily chart. If you're a Kodan aficionado, you might brush off your research, see if that's about to turn a corner after a relentless collapse. Uh, Right, that's about it. You get the idea. Not much going on. Tech stocks on the nose as we worry about interest rates, resources holding up, banks holding up, buy now, pay later, drifting away. Sezzle down 7% today. Zip down 3.5%. APT down 2.6%. All the gold stocks off today. Lithium stocks off. Not much going on. You have a fabulous day. Sorry, as I leave you, Dow Futures up 47. You have a fabulous day. I'll speak to you tomorrow.